Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the On My Mind podcast, where I talk about all the things on my mind as a 22-year-old who's just figuring her shit out. And it's so weird saying that I'm 22 out loud because I fully haven't even realized that yet. I feel like, and I've talked about this before, but I just feel like 22 seems so much older than 21. And I don't know, it's funny because when I talk to my friends who are also around the same age, they're like, oh my gosh, I feel so old. Like we're getting so old. But I've honestly been looking at it as we're so young at this age. And I know it's probably annoying for people who are older than me to be like, oh my gosh, she's only 20 too like you're so young because I feel like that whenever 20 year olds think that they're old but you know it's all perspective based on ourselves and obviously whatever age you're at is the oldest you've ever been before but also the youngest that you'll ever be again and that is a pretty groundbreaking thought to uh, start off this podcast episode with but I just wanted to say hey this is all the things on my mind as me my name is Ava if you're new here nice to I guess not meet you but Thanks for being here. I don't really know where I'm going with all this, but I do want to say that I just drank an entire iced latte and it is 5 p.m., which is very bad for me because my cutoff for caffeine is around two, but I really wanted to sip on one as I recorded this episode. So I know future me is going to regret that a little bit because I notice whenever I drink caffeine super late in the day, I just don't get good sleep and it takes me a while to fall asleep. So I'm hoping that that doesn't happen. I think after this, I'm going to try and get a little workout in, which will feel really nice. Something that I have realized about myself and it's hard because sometimes I don't really like that I'm this way, but I've just come to accept it and realize that I am not a morning workout. Well, okay. I don't want to say I'm not because I could be and I do sometimes, but naturally I like working out better in the afternoons or later afternoons. I feel like that is the sweet spot for me because I don't have the most energy in the mornings and I like to have slower mornings. I don't really love a morning workout, even though morning workouts feel great. I feel like whenever I try to do morning workouts, sometimes I feel like I get tired later in the day versus when I'm having my midday slump and that's when I work out. It works better for me, honestly. So it's hard to cater to that because I feel like the ideal morning routine that I would like is to be able to knock out a workout super early, but I'm I'm getting there. I'm slowly starting trying to become a morning person. You know, it's going to take a while, but I am trying actively to wake up a little bit earlier and enjoy mornings more because I always feel so good when I wake up early. Today was an earlier day for me. I woke up at around 7.10 and I don't know, sometimes I feel like when I do morning workouts, it just makes my morning routine feel super rushed and it's almost like once I get my workout done, I just have this moment of exhaustion I guess early on in the day which I don't know I feel like it kind of puts a little bit of a stick into my morning routine versus if I just do everything all at once and then I get started on my day and work out later I feel like that's been working out better for me but I just I don't know I'm figuring it out I'm trying to figure out what works best but I feel like it changes from day to day so anyway those are all the thoughts that just flooded into my head and I didn't think this was gonna be how I started the episode But hello, I hope you're doing well. I'm doing okay because, uh, well, I'm not fantastic. You know what? I'm fantastic. I'm going to say that so then I feel it. But I have been sick the past week after I came home from my little weekend trip to Napa, 
which I talked about in last week's episode. It was just a super quick trip to celebrate a friend's birthday. I came back and just got super sick. And I think I talked about that in last week's episode. I was talking about how I felt a cold coming on. And then after recording that, it just progressively got worse. And then I ended up losing my voice. So that's what I've been kind of dealing with. And it's been frustrating because I have all these things that need to get done and I have going on and I haven't been able to do it. So today was the first day that I finally feel good. My voice is pretty much back and it's just been one of those days where I'm trying to catch up on everything that I missed out on because I haven't really been able to do much work stuff. So I just feel really behind and it's kind of been one of those frantic catch up days, which I know by the end of today, once I cross most of the things off, I'm going to feel super good about it and I'll get into a good groove again. But I just sometimes it's so I feel like it's always inconvenient to get sick, but it's just so inconvenient because I had a lot of things that I wanted to get done. And it's been two weeks since I uploaded a YouTube video because I wasn't feeling good. But today I filmed a video, which I'm really excited about. But honestly, there were some pros. I have to look at the bright side. There were pros to me having so much rest time and being sick because drum roll, please, please. Da, 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 da. I'm back in my reading era and this time it came naturally because I've been trying to force myself to read for the past few months now. I've been in the biggest reading rut. I feel like I hit the ground running back in 2020 and just read a shit ton of books and then fell off the face of the earth with it after like a year and a half of reading and I was in such a good groove and then I wasn't and I was trying to force myself to read and it just never... I never got into the flow with it. However, when I was sick, I had a lot of rest time and I got tired of watching shows. I got tired of looking at a screen. And so I picked up a book, started reading and finished that book within 10 hours of starting it, went to sleep. And then the next day woke up, read another book. So I read two books in two days in about 36 hours, which, you know, I feel like I just dove off into the deep end, but I really needed that. And I'm so happy about it because I love to read. I love incorporating that into my routine. I haven't had a good night routine in a while. And I feel like it's because I've been ending my nights with screens, which, you know, it's all fun and games, but I just feel like it doesn't lead to me having good sleep and I've whatever. I've just missed reading. So I've got to give a shout out to the books that got me out of my reading slump. I saw a fellow YouTuber who I follow on Instagram. Her name's Tara. I I think it was her who posted this book recommendation. It is, what is the author's name is Frida McFadden. I saw her post about it and she said that she finished the entire book on her flight and I was like, oh my gosh, order. So I ordered it when I saw that story. I trust people's book recommendations so much. There are certain people that I follow on Instagram who are always posting what they read and their little reviews on their story. And I will just see it, not even read the synopsis. Fun fact about me, I don't like to read the backs of books before I read it. So I'll just see a recommendation and buy it. And once that book came in, I happened to be sick. So I started reading it and it is the Housemaid series from Frida McFadden. There's a first book, The Housemaid, and the second book is The Housemaid's Secret. You guys have to buy these books because when I tell you, it has been a while since I've had a groundbreaking five-star read. The first book blew me away. There were so many twists and turns. I'm not going to hop into a whole book review because I'm going to get back into my YouTube videos of doing book reviews. So definitely stay on the lookout for that. But I was so captivated by this book. I was on the edge of my seat. It was a type of book where I literally walked on the treadmill for an hour and a half because I couldn't even put the book down to even do my workout. So 
that's the type of book it was. It's a little bit of a mystery, suspense, thriller, nothing too scary, but just so captivating and such a good read. And then the second book, The Housemaid's Secret, you got to get both books at once because once you read the first one, you're going to want to read the second one. The first one was definitely a five-star read for me and the second one was maybe like a 4.5, but still absolutely amazing. And I feel like those two books totally got me out of my reading slump and I'm so excited to read again. I'm going to try and start a new book tonight and I've I feel like I'm really in the mood to read more mystery suspense thriller type books more than romance ones lately. I kind of switch off between the two, but it's just been fun to get my heart racing and it just leaves me wanting to read more when it's books like that where I just need to know what happens next and I'm telling you guys, these books will throw you for a loop. So definitely go check it out. I just ordered a few more books from this author, Frida McFadden. I hadn't heard of her before, but I have a feeling she's about to become one of my favorite authors. So I have three new books coming in from her. Super excited to read them and I'm really excited to be reading again. I'm excited to be doing book videos on YouTube again because it has been, I think, a year since my last one. And yeah, it's nice to honestly have a hobby because I feel like a lot of my hobbies are work-related and having hobbies is just good for your soul, especially when there's no, I don't want to say that when there's no return out of it, but when there's no monetary return out of it or it's not for work, I think hobbies are so important and I really, really miss this hobby of mine. So that's been really nice to be back into reading again. I also just did a fun little giveaway on the podcast Instagram where I basically gave away a three $10 gift cards to Starbucks to you guys. So basically the rules were you have to leave a review on the Apple podcast app. You can like type a review, leave a five-star review and then write something nice, I guess, as a review. And I picked three winners from the people who entered and wrote a review and just sent them literally like 30 minutes ago, I sent them their little Starbucks gift cards, which I'm so excited about. And the reason I mention it, even though the giveaway's over, is because I feel like that'd be fun for me to do on a more random basis instead of having it be like a giveaway thing, just like randomly, you know, look the reviews and then pick out different winners to win little gift cards from maybe different places from time to time. So that being said, if you have the time, if you want to, you know, have the chance to win a fun little gift card, definitely go on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review for the On My Mind podcast. It would mean the absolute world. I love this podcast so much and I have been really trying to grow it more and reach more people, build our little family. And so if you feel like doing that, definitely go right ahead. <laughs> I want to do that more often where I just randomly pick people and send them gift cards because I love you all. I really appreciate all your support on the podcast, especially recently. You all have just been the best and I really appreciate you listening and taking the time to listen to all my thoughts. In other news, something I'm loving lately other than that author that I just mentioned, I have been really into chai lattes recently, which I only ch tried chai like a few months ago, I didn't think I would ever like it just because I'm not a huge cinnamon girl. I don't really love the flavor of cinnamon. And I've always just heard that chai is super cinnamony. I think that's, maybe that's not a word. It doesn't really matter, but I've been getting them recently and I really enjoy it. I don't know how to make my own at home. So I've been getting them when I go to certain coffee shops, but I have been really liking the flavor of certain ones. So that's what I've been loving recently. I feel like I've been moving around from my lattes to my matchas. I had a matcha this morning. Oh my God. I had a matcha this morning. I had a chai earlier and I'm drinking an iced coffee now. <laughs> 
oh, I didn't even realize that. Now that I'm saying that out loud, that is a lot. I'm going to cut myself off. Oh, but it looks so good. I'm like staring at it right now and it looks so good, but I probably shouldn't finish that. I didn't even realize I had that much caffeine today, but now that makes sense. I just love my little drinks. And you know what? I remember, I forget where, who, what, when, where, but I remember saying in like a public setting, there was, I don't remember who I was with, but I remember being like, oh, I just love different drinks. I love juices. I love fun little drinkity drinks. Like when I go to restaurants, I love ordering a drink, not even alcoholic, but just something sweet. I love a drink. And I remember someone being like, why would you waste your calories on drinks? And I'm like, excuse me, that is not what life is about. If I want to enjoy a sweet drink, then I will. And I'm not going to regret it. And I'm going to have no doubt about it. And it's going to make me feel good. So anyway, I don't know why I'm like popping off about this here, but chai lattes have been really nice lately. I've been, I don't know, just dabbling in that. And I kind of want to learn how to make my own, but I don't want to have coffee supplies here, matcha supplies and chai supplies. I feel like that's doing way too much. So I'm probably not going to do that. But on the bright side, I have a lot of energy to record this episode, which I guess is the pro of having so many caffeinated drinks today. I'm really excited because I have an upcoming Sunglow shoot on Thursday. If you don't know, Sunglow is the small business that I started last summer and we have our first collection of 2023 coming out super soon within the next two or three weeks. So on Thursday, I'm having the photo shoot for that, which will be so fun. I'm shooting with my friends and it's going to be a really awesome time. I love all the pieces that we're coming out with. So if you want to see What's coming up? Definitely stay tuned to the Sunglow Instagram. It's at Shop Sunglow if you want to check it out. I'm really excited about the pieces that we have coming out. There's some fun new things. I'll give you a little hint. We are coming out with my first ever houseware, I guess you could call it. It's like kitchenware. It's this super cute coffee glass with this like wooden lid and straw. And the glass has a really cute design on it so that our morning lattes can be extra aesthetic because I'm I'm a big aesthetic cute cup girl. I love collecting cups, especially like ceramic mugs and little like mason jar glasses. I love all of that. So I'm really excited because Sunglow is going to have our own now, which is super cool. But other than that, I think that's all the updates that I have. I'm not going to lie. I think the reason that I'm just going on and on and on about things that I don't even know if anyone cares about, but I feel like talking about it is because this is, like I said, the first day that my voice Maybe it doesn't sound normal, but it doesn't hurt when I talk. And so I just can't shut up respectfully. Like I can't shut up. So I guess it's good that I have a podcast where I don't have to shut up. However, let's move into the topic of today, which I haven't even mentioned yet. I'm going to be talking about energy givers versus takers. I believe I talked about this in my most previous podcast episode and it inspired me to dedicate a whole episode to talking about this topic because it's something that I've been thinking about a lot. I feel like there's so many things in our lives that give us energy and take energy and it's not something that maybe we actively think about. Ever since making my own list of energy givers and takers, it's helped me become super aware of these things and even just having that awareness helps so much because I can actively incorporate more energy givers into my life and on the flip side, try to lower the energy takers. So I'm going to get into all of these energy givers and takers. I made a list to share. I feel like obviously in a perfect world, we'd eliminate all the things that take energy out of us, but Mostly that's out of our control sometimes. However, I think being intentional about doing the things that do bring you energy and make you feel good are important to have, incorporate more of in your life. So your homework assignment of the week, I sound like a teacher here, but bear with me. 
make a little list, whether it's in your journal or on your phone of the things in your life that give and take your energy. I think it'll be super helpful for you to see just like it was for me. You can always take inspiration from my list that I'm about to share. And I honestly just really wanted to talk about this because like I said, when you bring awareness to something, it becomes more in the forefront of your brain instead of it being subconscious. It you think about it more often. So now that I know the things that give me energy, I can seek those out more and incorporate those more. And if I know the things that take energy out of me, then I can try and lessen that. Like I said, some of the things that take our energy are out of our control, but we're just trying our best here. So that's what I'm doing. And I'm really excited to share the things that give me energy, to share the things that I feel like take away my energy. And you know, it's good to think about stuff like this. So make your own list. I think it'll be really helpful because I was making this list of the things that give me energy. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize some of these things make me feel so good. What I mean when I say energy giver versus taker, there's things in our life that when we do them, it gives us energy. It makes us feel good. It fuels us, whether it's for physically for our body, maybe it gives us energy in our soul or our mind, which is also important. And the things that take your energy are things that maybe lower your vibes, lower your mood, lower your happiness sometimes, and maybe just make you feel more tired and kind of get you down. So I'm going to read my list of energy givers and takers. Let's get into it. I'm honestly not sure if I want to start this episode by talking about the more positive ones, which are the givers or the negative ones, which are the takers. I feel like I'd rather end the episode on a positive note. So I'm going to talk about the things that take away my energy, that kind of suck the life out of me. That sounds really dramatic, but these are the things that I feel like take energy away from me. First things first, people-pleasing. This is something I've worked on for the past few years, and I've definitely gotten better at. I think when you are constantly trying to people-please, you forget about yourself, and sometimes you end up in situations that you didn't want to be in, or you end up doing things that you don't want to do, and that's obviously not going to make you feel good, and... It's hard, especially when you want to be a good person, be a good friend to other people, be a good family member. It's hard to set those boundaries for yourself, but they're so important to set because once you kind of set this standard that you're a yes man and you'll do, you know, anything to make someone happy, sometimes people can take advantage of that. And when you get into a cycle of people pleasing, it's really hard to stop and people kind of just expect that from you once you show them that that's kind of your M.O., So I definitely think it is a balancing act because I think it's amazing and it's important to do things for other people and help other people out. But there's a line that can get crossed where you're just full on people pleasing. And that definitely is an energy drainer for me. Another thing is staying inside all day. And, you know, there's days where I want to stay inside and I'm actively choosing to say the weather is really crummy outside and it's one of those cozy stay in all day and watch movies or shows or read whatever it is those days I'm all for what I'm talking about are the days that I know I'm not in the best headspace I know I'm in more of a negative mood and I don't leave my home and for me that affects me a lot just because I feel like there's been times where I've prided myself on the fact that I'm good at being alone but I, I think I've definitely taken that to extremes sometimes where, where there will be multiple days in a row that I wouldn't leave. And I didn't realize it at the time, but that was just making me feel like I was rotting from the inside out just because there was no human interaction. I wasn't getting outside. I felt like I was just stuck in 
my home. And I, I didn't like the way that that made me feel. So looking back, I've noticed that about myself. And so I try to make a very conscious effort to get out once a day, especially if you're someone like me who works from home. Sometimes it can be hard too, but even just going on a little walk outside, going on a drive, maybe doing some errands, something that gets you out of the house each day is so important. I notice that in myself when I'm staying inside all day, sometimes it really negatively affects my mood. So I really think that getting out Getting fresh air is always so, so nice. That's one of my energy givers. Another thing I listed down, and this one, it can go both ways. I put too much alone time, but also too much people time. When it comes to this, I think the quote, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing, definitely comes into mind just because sometimes if I spend too much alone time, too much time by myself, I'll start to feel very isolated. And then on the flip side, if I'm spending too much time with other people, I feel like I haven't had a chance to connect, to connect with myself in a while. So I, I try to have a good balance between the two. And for everyone, that's going to look different because some people charge their social battery by being social and some people need to be alone to charge their social battery. But I think there's a balance that everyone has because it is important to spend time alone. It is important to spend time around other people. But I know for me, something that really drains my energy is being around people super, super constantly and not having time to wind down to myself or, you know, around the people who also charge your social battery. Because I do have a few people in my life who when I'm around, I, I don't feel like I need to charge my social battery for. And I'm so grateful to have people like that in my life. So I'm, I'm trying to constantly trying to find that balance of being around people because more than ever recently, I feel like my friend groups have grown, not even my friend groups, but the people I have in my life have grown just because I've been meeting a lot of new friends recently, making new friends, which makes me so happy. And I'm, I've, I'm the happiest I've been in a really long time. And I'm so grateful for the friendships that I've recently been fostering. And I'm really grateful for everyone. So it's been interesting finding a balance because before it was a lot easier for me to find that balance of friend time versus alone time, just because I didn't have that many friends. And so it's interesting now that I feel like I have more friends to make plans with and hang out with. I feel like now I really have to be aware of when I need me time. And I think I've been pretty good about that. I took myself on a little solo date day today, which was really nice. Spent the day by myself, which was definitely needed. So I guess balance in all aspects of life is always important. But it's interesting because even on the flip side of that, I noticed that my energy just gets drained when I'm constantly by myself for long periods of time consecutively. And I think that's just because I, I'm not around other people, the energy of other people. I definitely feed off of that and I really love that. So I'm constantly trying to balance all of that. And I think lately I've been doing a pretty good job of it. Another thing is going on my phone is definitely an energy drainer, specifically scrolling through social media, not intentionally. And by that, I mean, in the sense where there's some times where I want to scroll on Instagram, I want to scroll on TikTok a little bit, and maybe I'm looking for inspiration on something or I'm looking for motivation, whatever it is. And then there's times where I'm scrolling on my phone and I just get sucked into the cycle of it and start comparing myself or just getting into the rabbit hole of it all. And I just don't stop and don't stop. And that's kind of the trap that social media is sometimes because these apps are made for you to stay on it, want to stay on it forever. And so it's when I'm not being intentional with being on my phone that it definitely drains my energy. 
And so I've been trying to replace screen time with things like reading and other things because I know for me, when I spend a lot of time on my phone, I just don't feel super good after. So I try to do my job, which is pretty much entirely on my phone and on a screen, and then get off when I'm starting to, when I know that boundary is about to be crossed of, okay, I'm getting sucked into the rabbit hole. I don't need to be doing all this. It's not making me feel super good. And it's interesting because I think social medias inherently aren't bad, but I think we make our own experience with it because there's some times where I'm like, I love social media. So fun, so fresh. That's when I'm being intentional with it. And then when I'm just like rotting, scrolling, not feeling good about myself, that's when I'm like, social media sucks, but it's really the experience that we make out of it. So just try to be intentional with your phone time. That's what I try to tell myself. So I, I've noticed that the more time I spend on my phone, the usually the worse I feel. And that's because we're not made to be on our phones all the time. And trust me, I'm guilty of spending hours on it a day at times. And that's totally okay if you do too, because that's just how it is these days. And I totally get that. I'm there with you. But I just feel like innately, we're not meant to be staring at screens all day. And that's why it never makes me feel good when I do stare at a screen all day. So I just try to be aware of it. Another thing for me is constantly snacking, but not having full meals. I am guilty as charged of this because there's times where I'm quote unquote lazy to make myself a proper meal that I know will fuel me and make me feel good but somehow I have the energy to do the whole snack thing and be constantly snacking. And listen, I love snacks. That is not a lie. And I will always love snacks and I will forever have snacks daily. I don't think there's been a day in the past like 22 years of my life that I haven't had at least like popcorn or chips or whatever, whatever the snack is. But I know that there's been times where I've literally replaced meals with snacks, which isn't good for me because it doesn't make me feel good physically my body just doesn't feel good with that because I'm not being fueled with nutrients. And even if it's fun to snack on things, if it's not making me feel good, I got to honor that. And full nutritious meals are what fuel my body and make me feel good. So I am trying to get better at that just because sometimes, like I said, maybe I'll be too lazy. Like today for lunch, I was snacking and snacking and I was like, why am I not just making myself a proper lunch? Like a little sandwich and like a side salad or something. That would have made me feel a whole lot better than just snacking on random things. So I'm trying to work on that more. Been a little bit better at it lately. Another thing, waking up late, which listen, if you need the rest, sleep in. Because for me, this last week that I've been sick, I have been letting myself sleep and it was really good. But in general, waking up late, it's funny because sometimes I'll get more sleep when I wake up late and sleep in, but I feel more tired than when, than if I had like woken up a little bit earlier. I feel like for me, this is something I've noticed. Once I get past eight to nine hours of sleep, if I'm sleeping longer than that, I'm more tired than if I had just woken up earlier. And I don't know why that is, but I just waking up late kind of drains the energy out of me, which you think it would be the opposite, but somehow it's not. Another thing, I'm going to start speeding through these because I don't want to spend a lot of time on energy drainers. I obviously want to get into the energy givers. Messy environments, absolutely not. I... Right before I recorded this podcast, actually, I cleaned up the room that I record my podcast in, which is my little office, and it was just a, a mess. It was a wreck before 
there was hardly any space for me to walk around. There was packaging everywhere because this was kind of the dumping grounds for all my packages, the boxes, just random trash around the room. Things were thrown around. So I cleaned it because I was like, I cannot do this anymore. It's been bothering me. I haven't spent any time in this room. I feel like I haven't been able to be productive in this room because it's been messy. So messy environments drain me and I'm super aware of that. So whenever I let myself let my environment get to that point. I'm like, girl, you knew this was going to happen. Just clean it up. Clean as you go. It sucks when you let things pile up. So I try to be diligent about doing like a daily or nightly clean, even if it's only 10 to 15 minutes long, because that'll make a world of a difference. And then there are the obvious things that can really drain your energy, which are lack of boundaries, stress, overthinking, not having work-life balance, all those things. I don't think I really need to dive into them because I think it's obvious why those would drain your energy. I honestly just want to get into the energy givers because even as I'm talking about these energy takers, it's kind of taking the energy out of me, which is the whole purpose of energy takers. That's what they do. They really take the energy out of you. So let's get into the givers because I want to incorporate as many energy givers into my days as possible and try to flood out those energy takers. Because like I said, the things that drain your energy, sometimes it's unavoidable. So I'm just trying to I'm trying to crowd in those energy givers, the things that make me feel good. First things first, these kind of all go hand in hand, but spending time outdoors, sunlight, the ocean, swimming in the water, all of those make me feel so good. I'm really lucky to live in a place where I have beautiful nature around me, but regardless of where you live, there is nature wherever you look. And if you live in a city, you're probably like, Ava, I'm surrounded by (laughs) cement walls and buildings, but there's parks. There's every, I feel like every place has their spot, you know, places that you can get outdoors, even just getting fresh air in general, even if you live in a city, wherever you live, fresh air makes a world of a difference. I know for me, sunlight is such an energy giver and I just love, I feel like I'm charged by the sun. Every time I'm in the sun, unless I spend way too much time out there, (laughs) then it really takes the energy out of me. But a little bit of sunshine just makes me feel so recharged and so good. So I just love laying out for a little bit, getting some sunshine, especially when I go on a walk, which is another energy giver. Walking is so nice, especially when it's nice outside. Even if it's not so nice outside, just getting out, moving your body, putting on a podcast like this one. (laughs) That was my voice is cracking and it, it's starting to hurt. Hold on, pause. I'm taking a sip of my latte, which I shouldn't do, but it's the only liquid around me. Delicious. I know everyone and their mother and their dad and their grand, everyone on the internet talks about go on your hot girl walk. And you know, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so repetitive. And then I do it and I'm like, I love walking. Everyone needs to go on walks. It's so nice. Play your favorite music, play a feel good playlist listen to a podcast that uplifts you, uplifts you, inspires you, or don't even listen to anything and listen to the sounds of nature and just enjoy your walk and just be. And it's so, so nice. Every time I go on a walk, I just feel amazing after. And another fun add-on to that, which is also an energy giver, is making phone calls to people that you love, that you miss, your family that maybe you don't talk to super often or you don't get to see, maybe long-distance family or long-distance friends. If you can do that on your walk, it is like two birds with one stone because sometimes... I don't necessarily quote unquote have the time to sit down and talk to someone throughout my day. But if I do it when I'm on my walk, it's just a double whammy. And it is so nice to talk to someone you love and be outside at the same time, walk at the same time. I love doing that. Another thing is being around positive and uplifting people. 
every time I am around my friends that are, I feel like all my friends are really positive and fun and amazing people. And whenever I'm around them, that energy feeds off into me and it makes me feel like that too. So surround yourself with people who bring you joy, bring you energy, bring you light and happiness into your life because that really, really does rub off on you. This next one's a random one, but I needed to add it because I was making this list as I was doing it. And that is doing work at a coffee shop, which is a silly little thing to add. But I was making this list, planning out this podcast episode today when I was doing work at a coffee shop. And the reason I was doing work at a coffee shop was because my home was way too messy to do it here and I couldn't focus. But honestly, I love, especially being work, doing work from home. I love going out and doing that, sitting at a cafe or something and just doing work because even though... I'm not talking to anyone else, just the energy of being surrounded by other people who are also on their computers, doing productive stuff, doing homework, just gives me that energy to be productive and it's very motivating. So I just love doing that and I need to do that more because it definitely helps me get my stuff done in a more timely manner because if I'm at home alone and there's nothing to keep me accountable, I will just procrastinate and procrastinate and I know that about myself. So I definitely wanna make a point of doing work at a cafe or coffee shops more often. It just makes me feel super good, gets me productive, which also makes me feel awesome. Kind of the opposite as before of having a messy environment, being an energy taker and energy giver would be having a clean and tidy space. Honestly, even the act of cleaning gives me a lot of energy just because maybe it's not super fun in the moment, but knowing that I'm creating a good environment for myself is so peaceful. I've learned to make cleaning fun by either A, envisioning that I'm like a housewife and that I'm in like a movie, I'm like a little housemaid, or putting on a podcast, you know, listening to music. It's really easy to have these tasks like cleaning be mundane, but you just gotta make it fun. You gotta make life fun sometimes. Do the extra work to romanticize your life a little bit. That's honestly what I do. So I really try to prioritize having a tidy space. It makes me super happy. I always feel overwhelmed when my space is a wreck and I feel like my brain gets overwhelmed too. So cleaning has become an energy giver for me because having a tidy space makes me happy. So the act of cleaning gives me the energy to do that because I know the end result will make me feel good. And speaking of feel good, other things that give me a lot of energy is working out, self-care, and good food. Working out, it's funny because you would think that takes the energy out of you, makes you tired. And sometimes, yes, physically it makes you tired. But mentally, every time I work out, I feel amazing after. There's never been a time where I've worked out and I've been like, oh, I shouldn't have worked out. That made me feel shitty. Like I always feel my mood being so uplifted after getting a little bit of movement in. Find the movement that works for you. Maybe that's Pilates, yoga, walking, running, swimming, dancing. There's so many forms of movement. It doesn't have to be what people on the internet say you need to be doing because everyone has their own groove with working out find what works for you find what brings you joy and do that it doesn't have to be anyone else's workout routine you can create your own workout routine and it's going to look different from other people's and i think it should because like i said we're all so individual different things work for different people self-care gives me a lot of energy just putting that extra love into myself self-care can take a lot of forms sometimes it's the silly stuff like face masks and doing physical self-care things and other times it's doing the hard self-care things like journaling out your feelings, talking about hard things. There's a lot of different forms of self-care, but any form definitely gives me energy. Just pouring into myself makes me feel good. Another thing that gives me energy, and this one's definitely a little bit more silly, but it's dressing up and getting properly ready. There's a lot of days that 
I don't put any effort into how I look. And hey, sometimes that's the vibe. But even when I do the bare minimum, let's, well, I guess that wouldn't be the bare minimum. But even when I do something very minimal, like putting my hair up in a clip, making it look somewhat presentable, and maybe just like curling my eyelashes, that makes a world of a difference to me. I notice that whenever I actually put effort into my appearance, which might seem silly, but it really does give me confidence. It makes me feel good about myself. It gives me the confidence to go throughout my day and just it gives me energy because I feel good about myself. And obviously when you feel good about yourself, your day is just going to be better because you're not constantly worried about, you know, just you get confidence. And I know you all know this feeling because there's been days that I'm sure we've all experienced where you wear something like to school or work that you don't really like yourself in and you don't feel comfortable and then you just feel weird in it all day and you kind of lack that confidence throughout the day. But when you put a little bit extra effort into say getting ready and you put on an outfit that actually makes you feel good, you feel kind of unstoppable. And I've been really trying to make that more of a priority even if I don't have the time to get fully ready. Even just doing a little bit of makeup, making myself feel good and feel pretty is something that definitely does give me energy because like I said, it gives me a lot of confidence throughout my day. And if something as small as that can make a big difference into how I feel, I'm going to do it. This one might be kind of obvious, but good music. Good music can just change your day. Listening to a song can change your day. Listening to a feel-good playlist can completely shift your mood. I feel like when we listen to music, we really take on the mood that the music is conveying for example if you're not sad and then you start listening to your saddest playlist your mood gets kind of down but the same would go for one of your happier playlists so i don't know listening to music in general just makes me feel so happy it makes me want to dance around and sing along and it just boosts the vibes which is always a good thing working on passion projects is something that gives me a lot of energy sometimes they're work related sometimes they're not work related but just having something that I'm working towards and looking forward to is really, really nice because it gives me kind of a sense of purpose and I just love working towards something. It makes me feel really good and having hobbies that aren't work-related. I know I talked about this when I was talking about reading earlier and that's kind of something that has been a hobby of mine that I really like because it has nothing, pretty much nothing to do with my job and I think in general since we live in a society where it's just constantly go, go, go. And that's kind of what dr- what's drilled into our heads of just work, work, work. I think it's so important to have things that you do that aren't related to that, that bring you a lot of joy because you're meant to have fun in life. And hobbies are great. You can meet a lot of new people doing hobbies, brings a lot of joy and brings a lot of energy. That being said, those are the things that I listed down as my energy givers and takers. I'm sure there's more for each, but I just wanted to share that and I hope this inspired you to make your own list because like I said, do your homework. It'll make you feel really good and it'll help you become more aware of the things in life that drain you versus fuel you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Go do something that makes you feel good, gives you energy. Fun drinking game. Take a shot every time I say energy in this episode. Just kidding. Don't do that. Don't hold me liable because you will probably be on the floor. I said that word so many times. Anyway, that was all the things on my mind. <laughs>